Welcome to Let's Clear the Air, a podcast sponsored by the Allergy, Asthma, and Sinus Center, dedicated to educating listeners about allergies, asthma, and immunology. Welcome back for another episode of Let's Clear the Air. I'm your host, Kaylee Plemons, here with Carla Jones. We are at the North Knoxville office. Um, Carla, tell me a little bit about your background and how you started with um, the Allergy, Asthma, and Sinus Center. Well, um, I have actually been here 22 years, give or take, a few that I stayed home with my children when they were younger. Um, So background-wise, this is actually the only job I've ever had as a nurse practitioner. As a nurse, I worked at the health department, and then I worked also at the hospital. So um, when I worked at the health department, I got exposed to nurse practitioners and decided I think I want to do that. So I went back to school and um, actually the summer that I was taking pharmacology for my master's degree, I came and worked at our Wise Garber shop room as a shop room nurse. So that was really, really good experience. And I knew that as a nurse practitioner, I wanted to do specialty and not primary care. So this was really, you know, a good fit for me. And I kind of always jokingly say, too, that I was always meant to be an allergy nurse practitioner because I'm an allergy patient. So as an elementary, young elementary school age child, I can remember everything about seeing my allergist here in Knoxville and getting skin tested and being told that I was allergic (laughs) to dust mite and I might have to get rid of some of my stuffed animals. And that was like really sad for me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I kind of take a lot of that in consideration when I'm talking to my pediatric patients now and that sort of thing, just because that was a big deal. I was like, I don't want to get rid of my stuffed animals. No, never. Right. But I did go on allergy shots and, um, you know, had great benefit from allergy shots. Used to go with my dad every Saturday to get shots. He um, was Dr. Bob's patient. Oh my so, and, and so we would go every Saturday together. So it was a family affair. So that's kind of my allergy background. Yeah. So it really is neat to see, you know, how something from your childhood, mm-hmm. especially if you thought it was a scary experience, can really still shape you and mm-hmm. mold down the road and, and make a difference Absolutely. in that sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Seems like it's all kind of come full circle yeah. for yeah. you. So kind of were me. you a Dr. Bob patient? Actually, I was Dr. Avery's patient when Dr. Bob and Dr. Avery were working together That's before amazing. they, you know, had their separate practices. Yeah. So That's awesome. So were you a patient um in when you were in grade school carrying around an EpiPen? Did you have to have an inhaler? Right. Tell me a little bit about that yeah. when you were a child. Okay. That's a great question. Um I didn't have any asthma in childhood. I have I have a little bit of what I would call some mild asthma now, but as a child, no, I didn't have an inhaler, have never had any life-threatening allergies to foods or other things, so I have never had an EpiPen. Um, but I do remember in elementary school, you know, back then, because <laughs> I'm 52, we didn't have non-sedating antihistamines. So everything that we could take medication-wise was going to cause sleepiness. And and in turn, my mother said that I had, you know, some poor school performance as a result. So that's really what prompted 
my parents giving that my my father was allergic to take me to see the allergist as a child so and i can remember like every fall getting sick after jumping in the piles of leaves mm -hmm. and of course now i know that was the mold allergy um but you know I had a lot of, a lot, a lot of nasal symptoms and the antihistamines were sedating and so that just didn't make, you know, for a good combination. And I have always been a huge animal lover and so I begged, begged, begged my parents for a cat and so of course that's one of my top inhaler allergens. So it was kind of like a no-brainer. Shots were just, you know, the way to go. Um, and I would say I was probably a second or third grader. You know, I remember very well. I remember distinctly building up like two or three times a week on the, you know, initial buildup of allergy shots. But shots really, really, really worked for me. I will say that. Um, so I completed the shot program as a child and have had years of immunity still to this day. My nose doesn't know when it's spring or fall. It really has helped the spring and fall and allergens. But I do still have animals and I have cats and dogs in my home. And since I do, I, I have chosen as an adult to get back on shots. And really, as long as I stay on my shots, I don't need any medications. So yeah, so you're able yeah. to be around your dog and cat. Yes, <laughs> not even just around them. Yes. I mean, I can have close contact and Good. have no symptoms. It's really remarkable. I think the misconception yeah. with a lot of people, they think if they're allergic to a dog or they're allergic mm -hmm. to a cat, they have to get rid of their animals. Mm -hmm. That's just not the exactly. case. Well, and I think that helps too when you have a lot of providers, as we do in our practice, that that are pet lovers and have animals and are also allergic themselves. And that's one thing I, you know, we can empathize. And I, a lot of times I'll tell my patients that have pet dander allergies, I'm never gonna tell you to get rid of these pets. You know, there may be an option to, to put them outside or to wash them weekly or to get them out of your bedroom. But ideally, you know, I can testify if you will do allergy shots, you're not gonna need to really worry even about those things as much. Yeah. It really is amazing. Well, I have a dog myself and I am highly allergic to pet mm -hmm. dander. And at first, whenever I got her, I was sneezing, coughing, runny nose, mm -hmm. all the things, mm -hmm. all the allergy symptoms. Mm -hmm. And I started allergy shots as well. And mm -hmm. I can definitely, definitely say it's it's helped. Great. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. So we've talked a little bit about you and your childhood. And mm -hmm. whenever you decided to go into medicine, mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about what kind of pushed you to go into it. Oh, I like this question <laughs> because it's really, it's, it's, it was really all, I think God's hand, just because I had as a high school senior, absolutely no idea what I wanted to major in. Um, and remember getting really stressed about that too. Like if I don't know what I want to concentrate on and what I want to do with my life, then how do I know where I need to go to school? You know, and, and, and then as time goes by, as we all kind of realize, in, in general, you know, that all those things kind of work out once you decide to go on to school. And so I went to East Tennessee State University in Johnson City, and there I was undecided. I did not have a major for the first two years. I was just undecided, and I took a lot of just various courses, um, you know, courses that are kind of a part of any, any mm -hmm. major that you would need, that you would have to yeah. take. Um, but also took a lot of biology because I knew I loved science and was really interested in biology. 
So basically what happened for me is my junior year, the, they basically were like, you have to declare a major. So I was like, well, I have all this biology. I don't know, what do you think? And they're like, well, have you ever thought about nursing? And I was like, no. But every aptitude test I would take would point towards medicine. So I said, okay, let's go, let's go with nursing. Yeah. Even then, not really entirely certain that's what I wanted to do or sure of what I was getting myself into. And kind of funny story is that, you know, in this day and age, if you're going to go into nursing school, you have to typically be on a wait list. It's not easy to get in. You have to have, it can be competitive. Your GPA has to be fairly good. And it just happened because I had had those two years undecided, I had kept my GPA up. And so when I declared nursing, I went immediately into the nursing program. So I'll never forget going into the College of Nursing at ETSU and the dean shaking my hand and saying, congratulations. And I was like, for what? <laughs> for getting accepted into the College of Nursing. I was like, oh, I thought you just signed up. I mean, that's really how naive and green I was. I had no idea. So turns out it was a perfect fit you know all of that went very well i finished up my degree and got my bachelor's of science in nursing from etsu came back to knoxville which is a, I'm, I'm from here i'm from knoxville and decided to get my first job at the hospital because i really felt like i needed that hospital experience so i worked med surge for three years at port sanders regional which was very difficult but once i got to the point where i felt like i had kind of mastered that knew i wanted something different i then um, took a job at knox county health department and so when I worked at the health department, that's really my true love. I really love like indigent care and, and that population. So I worked in a couple of different clinics there, but one of the clinics I worked in was a pediatric clinic and I actually was exposed to nurse practitioners. And so when I worked with them, that's when I said, I think I want to do this. Yeah. So I stayed there for about three years, quit my job, went back to school full time, and except for that one summer that I worked in the shot room at Wise Garber, which was great experience, by the way, having been <laughs> on that side of yes. things. And now what I do here as a nurse practitioner. And so while I was in my last semester here at UT getting my master's um, in nursing, um, I was interviewed and accepted the job here. And it was lovely because I had a job before I really, you know, graduated. And so I have been here ever since. That is amazing. Yeah, 22 years later. Yeah, you went from absolutely not knowing what you were going to do, and here you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I think this is, like, so good yes. for people that are still trying to decide. Yes, absolutely. What they absolutely. want to do. So. Yeah. I, I, my daughter is a junior, so she'll be a senior next year. And I, tr I try to tell her, you know, Pray about school, pray about it. It's all going to work out. It's all going to fall into place. We don't have to have all of those career answers, you know, right away. No. And it really is. I mean, looking back with my career path, especially just to end up in allergy with, you know, what I told you about as far as what I can recall as being an allergy patient as a child, I can just see, you know, God's hand through all of that getting me to where 
I am today. I just love to hear yeah. that because it's such a success story yeah. too. So it's neat. now tell me a little bit about what patients you do care for. You mentioned whenever you were at the health department, mm-hmm. what kind of moved you over into allergy? Are you internal medicine trained, pediatric trained? Well, I have a lot of pediatric experience because mm-hmm. I did work in the pediatric um, clinic at the health department. But because I'm a family nurse practitioner, I can see all ages. So, and that was a part of um, the reason I wanted to concentrate on being a family nurse practitioner as opposed to just pediatric or just women's health is because if I, as a family nurse practitioner, I can see all ages. So I see from the cradle to the grave, you know, from the womb to the tomb, so to speak, <laughs> which I love. I love, I see probably about 50% peds, 50% adults. Um, and I love that. It's just a really good mix. And another really neat thing, just, you know, I always kind of wanted after going through clinicals, working on my master's degree and working with some nurse practitioners who actually lived in the community where they treated patients, I really always kind of wanted that small kind of, you know, small community connection, so to speak. Um, And I, I live in Powell, and so we do have an office in Powell. And my husband used to be a teacher at the elementary school there, and I used to see a lot of his students. And then over time, too, I found that a lot of the pediatric patients that I saw as very young children at the health department have followed me here. And now, at this point, they're they're adults and having their own children. And so that has just been really special to to see those, you know, to look back and say, I remember when you were a baby. Your mom brought you in as a baby to the health department, and now here we are, you know, and you're, you're grown and having your own children so that's that's really rewarding and neat again just kind of full circle yes everything just comes back yes that's amazing Uh so tell me a little bit about what you like to do for fun when Um, you're not practicing when i'm not here (laughs) i love to read love 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 to read that's probably if my children could tell you anything they would probably say yeah every time we see mom she has a book in her hand it's true i the library is my favorite place and i'll go and check out four books and read four at a time i absolutely love to read um when i'm really motivated i love to run i i've done some half marathons which i love but i have those take a lot of time to train for so i haven't done as much running as i would like to in recent years you know with covid things have kind of changed with races and that sort of thing um, I actually still love to ice skate. I, that's another thing I did as a child. I, I was an ice skater, so I love to still ice skate. And I love to sing. So wow. I sing at church, and um, that's something that's just kind of, you know, followed me my whole life as well. Yeah, yeah. and you've told me a little bit about your beach trip, so I'm sure you've got your yes. book in your hand at the beach. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. That's my happy place for sure, just to sit on the beach with a book. I'm good. Oh, well, that's yeah. so great. Now, Carla, yeah. where can we find you at the Allergy yeah. Asthma and Sinus Center? So mainly two places. I work at our Emory Road Powell office, which is where I live. And I love the Powell community and love that I'm so close to my office. I'm there on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then on Fridays, I'm here at our Valley View or what we sometimes call our North Knox office, which is uh, close to the old East Town Mall location. 
Okay, off that exit. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much for today and being here with me. Um, As always, you can always check out the Mm AllergyASC.com website. Carla is on there, and we can go ahead and get you scheduled in for an appointment. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Let's Clear the Air. Please consider following this podcast, and remember, if you want helpful and accurate information about allergies and asthma, Our allergy experts are here to clear the air.